Good afternoon, Hotep Nation. Welcome to the Griff Report, live Monday through Friday, 2 p.m. I'm your host, the Griff God. Hotep Jesus. Hotep Jesus. Hotep, Hotep, Hotep Jesus. Hotep, you're a genius. Hotepjesus.com. Oh, this is a real Hotep, brother. Hotep to the chat. Hotep to the Hotep of Stannies. Hotep. I got a special guest in the house. He is on the FBI terror watch list. Rob Dew from InfoWars. What's up, bro? It's just the small terror watch list, though. It's not the big one. It's just the small one. I'm sure that whole and I, studio and that was for, is That was for videotaping, uh, videotaping uh, the police arresting protesters. I That's saw I that. Getting, yeah, a long time ago, back in 2009. Uh, got uh, got arrested for that, and um, but all all the charges were dropped. But I learned later uh, when I was going to take a tour of the State Department, I wasn't allowed to tour the State Department because really? I had a designation. Yeah, yeah. So what you say is true. I'm probably on some list. Um, but I saw another one where I think this was with Alex's case with the mm-hmm. whole Sandy Hook thing. That was in 2001, and they went in and grabbing all the files and stuff like that, and brought you into oh, the deposition. Oh no, no, no. No, that that had to do with uh, my my uncle was a former FBI agent, um, and he was retired actually a retired FBI agent, hmm. and so but that's uh, that's nothing I want to get into in, uh, on on your separate. on your show. Okay, <laughs> that's all. No worries, but, um, no worries. Yeah, we got But, but uh, what was interesting? Yeah, well, I contacted you. I just sent you a message. Say, hey, you want to talk about childhood vaccines? I think I saw something. Were you talking about with people on Twitter? Yeah, and. Um, and I'm like, oh, I could jump in on this. I've, you know, you've got kids. I've got kids. There's probably people out there who are expecting to have kids soon. I know some people who just had kids. So uh, it's a big, it's a big deal. And it's nothing. I don't think um, the behind the scenes stuff of what happens when you go into a hospital to have a baby is talked about enough, especially for parents. Whoa, whoa, wait, 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 wait. First of yeah. all, hold on. Before we get into that, we got to discuss <laughs> more important sure. matters. All right. Did you watch the Taylor Bowl? Oh, you know, I saw parts of it. My kids were watching it, but um, I wasn't, I'm not a fan of either team. I do watch a little football, but overall, too many rules in football, too many stoppages of play, too many penalties. So it's not really not my, my sport. I like, I like basketball. I like soccer. Uh, you know, I like, uh, uh, I like Frisbee golf. You know, th- those are the sports I play. Uh, okay. What about the conspiracy of how, it was scripted to make Taylor win. What did have you ever put any brain power towards that conspiracy theory? I have. In fact, we used to have a guest on the show, Brian Tui, who I think was one of the first people to write books about this. Um, he I think he sued the NFL at one point and you know, on the back of the ticket it says for entertainment purposes only. You know, this is not it, this shouldn't be expected to be a contest. You know, and but if you look at any contest, everything is rigged in some fashion or another, depending on who's in charge. There's always something, some sort of chicanery going on. Mm. So um, I did watch the end at the uh, in the overtime, and there didn't seem to be any weird calls or any non calls uh, or anything that would that would make that happen. Um, you know, but what they I think they blocked an extra point for the other team, so that's why they were, we had overtime anyway. So it was like they. 
they squeezed it. it. It's funny what I like, you know, you watch football and like for three quarters, nothing happens in the last three minutes is where all the action happens. Yeah. So that's, that's you know, it just seems yeah. like a long time. Perfect for TV though, to, you know, sell you Pfizer drugs and, and, you know, anti-Christian values and, and anything else they could think of. So that is the perfect uh, medium for that because of all the commercial breaks and all the timeouts and the injuries and the replays and the reviews, you know, it's just, that's my, uh, there's a really good Alex Jones video going around X right now of him talking about football from like, I don't know, 2012. Mm. And <laughs> just, what do you say? You know, it's an issue of no significance. Um, just how, you know, if people are talking around it around the water cooler and you go, Hey, do you think they're setting up a surveillance grid? And people are like, well, that's kind of weird. Well, I think it's weird that you want to talk about nothing. I, you know, I, I think we should be talking about these issues that are, that are, that directly pertain to us. Not, not, Oh, a game that of these overplayed gladiators that uh, don't care about us in any way, shape or form. Mm, so mm. I put out a tweet this morning. I said, two types of people, people with common sense and people who don't think the Super Bowl is scripted. <laughs> um, I definitely think there. I, th I think it was scripted for those two teams to be in the Super Bowl. Mm, but at not, least one team, at least the Chiefs. Yes, but not, but not for Taylor to win. Well, once, yeah, once they got him in, it was going to happen, right? But right. it did happen, and and very, you know, although if they hadn't scored uh, there, they would. They, I think they keep playing. They say they keep changing the rules. You know, it's always well, we got to change the rules for overtime to make. Make it fair for everybody. Mm. Uh, I like the way college football does it. They put you on like the 25-yard line. You get three plays. And if you make it in, you know, then the next team gets that. And and you keep going until one team doesn't score. But it's not driving the whole field. It's not like a regular game. But I kind of like the, the college system if uh, at least it's more exciting. Because oh, you, you can have like, like right six outside overtimes. the red zone. Yeah, yeah. I think it's at the 25-yard line going to the end zone. Oh. So you've got – and you got like three or four plays to make. Like you got like a set of downs to make it in. Mm. And you either kick a field goal or you um, or you get a touchdown. And then the other team, if they get a touchdown and you got a field goal, it's uh, the other team wins. So mm. I, I think that's a little uh, a little bit better. But yeah, I think there's way too many too many rules and too many refs throwing too many flags. And I think uh, holding should not be a penalty. I think you know if the other guys can grab you, you should be able to grab them. Hmm. Mm. Yeah, it makes it very difficult for the offensive line to sort of hold things together. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, okay. Well, I'm glad at least you know <laughs> you're on the common sense side of things. Some people were like, "How I dare you?" I try to be scripted. Somebody oh, said, "Oh, good." You're just saying this for you know to to get people to argue, and I'm like, nah, I really believe this shit is scripted. Like you know, Caesar's gladiator games, bro. Like where are you at? Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, it's, you know, they have they have a vested interest, especially today's administration has a vested interest in that that team winning. Yeah, and then so then while everybody's watching the Super Bowl, the Senate is meeting for the Ukraine mm -hmm. aid package. Yeah, isn't that funny? Kind of like how they the they passed the Federal Reserve Act like the night before Christmas, or you know, <laughs> when there was no social media to to point it out. Yep, right before Congress was going to go on uh, Christmas break, they uh, yeah. passed the Federal Reserve Bill. That's correct. That is absolutely right. You know your stuff, Rob. Um, do you, what, what do you know about this bill that they passed or, or passed along, I should say? Because uh, it's not. I haven't looked at it, but it's, uh, I imagine it's just more money for Ukraine, more billions of dollars that do, we're not do spending you think we should at send home. More money to Ukraine? No, no, no. I, I don't think we should have sent anything to them to begin with. I think the peace process 
was thwarted from the beginning. I mean, you can go back to Obama's term when the first coup happened uh, with, you know, with Soros's help, that color revolution that happened there. Uh, that laid the groundwork for Victoria Newland to come in, and they chose their new leader, Zelensky. Uh, in fact, they talk about Yatsenyuk and Klitschko and her famous uh, fuck the EU uh, recorded phone call when she's like, we're talking, but we don't want them, you know, because they're kind of strong headed thinkers. You know, mm -hmm. these are these are actual men. One of them was a you know professional fighter. And she's like, oh, no, we want Zelensky because he can be he can be controlled. He can be talked to. And they literally just sit there talking about picking a leader for another country. And if that doesn't scare you, and then you say, oh, there's democracy, we're defending democracy. No, there's never been any democracy in the Ukraine. It's all been scripted, just like the NFL. Oh, this is a real hotel, brother. It's all been scripted, just like the NFL. <laughs> Say it so casually. Uh, so why is it why is it that some of the uh, I call them red whites, Republicans, GOP, the grifters on the right. Or like uh, like Ben Shapiro, you know, they, they, oh, we have to send money to Ukraine. You know, why are they pushing for it? Why is there a divide in the right amongst this uh, topic? In, well, obviously, there's money coming back somewhere. Mm. Uh, there's, you know, there's I think Boeing owns a plant in the Ukraine where they make they make, you know, giant passenger jets, which may be why some of their wheels are falling off now. I don't know. Um <laughs> there's 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 obviously drug companies there they're 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 experimenting on all kinds of things and that's like kind of our new testing ground i think it was china 10 15 years ago and while there's still operations going on there they're like well let's move it to ukraine because it's the wild the wild west so to speak of eastern europe mm -hmm. and uh you know anything can go on we kind of control what goes on in there and uh, and then I think the other thing is a lot of these people have stock in these arms companies. Where, where is this money going? This really isn't money we're sending them. This is money to buy more weapons to replace the crappy ones we're sending to Ukraine. So we're not even giving them our best stuff. We're like, here's our 10-year-old supplies. Now, hey, military-industrial complex, make some more. And so the people who have that vested interest, Nikki Haley, for one, uh -oh. um, they, they want to see more war because that, that just fattens their, their bottom line. Which is disgusting, honestly. The you know uh, somebody said we should be sending tractors to these countries instead of tanks, and we'd have we'd have uh, you know a, a better rendition of world peace than what we have now. But but what's going on now? You know you've got money laundering, you've got weapons manufacturing, you've got weapons selling to other places. Mm. They already say they can't account for thirty percent of the weapons that go there. Mm. So that's thirty percent going to Africa, going to the Middle East. We're probably getting shot at with missiles and guns that are ours that have been taken from Afghanistan or that have been shipped to Ukraine. And, you know, they're going, some go in, 30% go into this guy's van and he gets to go take it, you know, to wherever. And that's, that's what I think is going on with, with, uh, with Ukraine. And that's why some people support it. Where do you land with the Putin interview? You know, what's your uh, 30,000 foot view of the Putin interview with uh, Tucker? You know, I think the main few questions were, the, you know, about the peace process that was scuttled by Boris Johnson um, and who blew up the pipeline. I, although we kind of already knew these things, we already knew who was to blame and who had who had the most to gain for it, because Europe certainly didn't want that because their power prices went up after that. And then they have to we basically are sending tankers of liquid natural gas to uh, these areas in Europe, you know, so they can 
pump it off ship. So instead of having a pipeline where it just comes to a station and then spreads out, no, we have to put it on a ship over in the United States and uh, sail it, <laughs> for lack of a better word, over to Europe to sell it. And we're doing a lot of work on that. Like we're, we are literally producing a lot of energy right now, but we're just selling it to Europe instead of keeping it here. That's why our gas prices are still high. Mm. Mm, 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 mm. and everything else propane uh you, you know i i ran for uh neighborhood association right when we moved into this new neighborhood and i said hey guys we should get natural gas in our neighborhoods instead of all relying on propane because they were building a natural gas line about over there uh to our neighborhood and and the people were like it's gonna run our yards they're going to dig up our yards. I'm like, guess what? Grass grows back and we're going to be paying double the propane in a year. Sure enough, a year rolls around 2022. We're paying double propane. Damn. What but nobody gives me a, a cookie. Oh, you know, uh, a couple of people that were on that are on the board now that uh, were like, well, maybe we should have listened to you. Well, we can still listen to me. We can still like dig up, you know, one guy had it right. He's like, we'll just dig up in the street. You dig a, a trench in the street. That way you're not, you know, raping everybody's yard. And then you could just go into the right spots. And then, but then there's the retrofitting of equipment, which will cost about uh, a quarter of the year that we that we that it costs to pay for the propane. Mm. So there's a, the propane mafia is deep in uh, Dripping Springs. Mm. Yeah. That. <laughs> there's yeah. mafias everywhere. Oh, absolutely. there's a Ukraine mafia. You know, there's a football mafia. There's mafias everywhere. Yeah. Um. All right, let's uh, switch gears here. Let's talk about the the childhood jibby jabbies. I yeah. um the 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 last child I had, I remember uh, when a nurse asked me to uh, jab her, and I politely declined, and she gave me this evil ass look, like I was doing something wrong. And I looked at her mm -hmm. like, "You acting like this, your baby." <laughs> Well, the job of a drug pusher is to push the drug. Mm. And and I think I think there's, you know, some sort of scale where they look at how many patients come in, especially in a hospital system mm. or a hospital. If you're going to go have a kid somewhere, uh, having having a baby in the hospital is going to be the most controlled than like a birthing center or even an at home birth. And, uh, you know, before the last five years, I didn't know anyone having a home birth. Now I know like five people have had home births and successful home births. And these uh, well baby visits that you have after you have your baby, and oh, you have to come in for a checkup where we weigh your baby and measure the baby. And you're like, oh, this is good. But that's just to get you in the door to push more vaccines. And I want to say at the start of this, I'm not a doctor. I'm not going to pretend to be a doctor. But I've talked to lots of parents. I've talked to lots of doctors. I've talked to neurosurgeons about vaccines. And based on their knowledge, I've concluded that, uh, and, and the last, my last two children have had zero. Mm. So and how do they now? Uh, 10 and eight. Any complications? Well, the 10 year old had trouble with his jump shot in the last three games. He didn't score, but this last game, he had a bunch of steals and scored the final four points for our team to win. So, you know, <laughs> other than that, that's the, that's the only side effect I could think of. Do but you, they're no, they're good kids. They have, they do both have mild dyslexia. But I think they got it from me and and uh, and probably my mom, who have mild versions of it as well. Well, yeah. you know, dyslexia is a superpower. Yeah, I think so. It helps you uh, multitask. Yeah, I think because dyslexia is like when you read backwards, right? Mm -hmm. So you I flip interpret things as, around. You said what? Yeah. You yeah. flip things. Like if you're looking at numbers, you know, you'd flip them. 
Right. If you look at them real quick. So what it trains you to do is really look at something because you have to go, am I look? Okay. That's what I'm seeing right there. Instead of glancing and then looking away. So. Yeah. Yeah. I got that shit. Um, and I, I look at it as superpower, which is like my brain's just processing things faster uh, than usual or, or mm-hmm. faster than other brains. Your brain is processing things as they are where my brain is scanning ahead and then coming back. Right. So yeah. it's just a different yeah. way of processing. So they like to tell you dyslexia is like this bad thing when really it's not. Um, are you good at video games? Because that uh, my kid is very good at video games. My my old youngest son. Oh, I'm wicked at the game. And, uh, yeah. And, and then my second one, too, although he doesn't seem to have dyslexia, but they're both like, you know, pretty good first person Fortnite shooter gamers. Mm-hmm. And um you know, and and that might have something to do with it, the hand-eye coordination. But they both have good hand-eye coordination. Um, they both uh, can read very well, and they're both smart. And they and they know, uh, you know, maybe some of that rubs off for me. But they know when the, they know bullshit when they see it. Yeah, yeah. I remember, uh, you know, going to the doctor, and like you said, you know, going to the doctor sometimes. You know, full disclaimer: I don't know what the hell I'm talking about, but it's some bullshit, <laughs> right? Uh, you know, you take the child there to go get weighed and measured, right? And it's like, you could have did that at home. And this is yeah. part of parents just outsourcing their duties. Like, oh, the doctor should mm-hmm. weigh my child. Like, you don't know how to use a scale, stupid. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or a tape measure. Oh, yeah. a tape measure, right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I remember I went to go uh, uh, see the doctor. And the doctor said, this is your last visit because your child is unvaccinated. And... uh we got into a bit of argument. I don't remember all the exact details, but um, she started asking me, well, weren't you vaccinated? And I was like, yeah. She was like, well, you turned out fine. And I said, how do you know that? I said, how do you know I didn't lose 10, 10 points on my IQ? And yeah. she looked at me like this face of frustration because what I believe is that there's something happened neurologically. I ain't no doctor, mm-hmm. I'm no, no, no neurologist, but I think there's something happened neurologically uh, where it's affecting the brain. And maybe, you know, because of the vaccinations I've had as a child, um, that my parents do the best they did. They didn't know any better. But maybe, you know, I lost a, a couple of IQ points. And that matters. But how do you even measure that, right? Uh, and then in people well, I'll say this. Uh-huh. I'll say this. My dad was a chemical engineer. My mom was an English teacher. And I'm not saying I'm I'm stupid, but I come from good stock. I come from, ed, you know, intelligent people. You yeah. had to work things out and 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 structure things and and do things like that. You come from white and, privilege. You know, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Lots of white privilege. They, they, you know, especially when you look at my dad's upbringing. Um, you know, alcoholic father. Uh, father died when he was young. Uh, he was the second of of the my his older brother was the retired FBI agent, so he was the golden boy who got to go to the uh, Naval Academy. Great guy. Um, but my dad didn't get to go because of his eyesight, mm. and so he became a chemical engineer. And just made patents for this company, millions of dollars for the, the company he worked for. And, you know, me, I'm a, I'm a theater major and I, uh, but I wanted to, you know, and I'm a video editing guy, director, and I, you know, do research. So uh, not as I would say skilled, and I was never good at math, and which was surprising because he was really good at it. My brother's a statistician, hmm. so he, he definitely got the math gene. It skipped me, hmm. but I'm, I'm definitely more creative. Right. Right, yeah. right, right. So when did you first sort of get tipped off that something was wrong here? And well, you got two kids total or you have more? I have four. 
four, four. total. So what changed? So, because I'm in the same boat where you know first yeah. two pregnancies, you know vaccinated. Last one, no, hell no. Like, so what changed for you when you were like, nah, we're not doing this to the next uh, two uh, pregnancies? Well, it kind of happened beforehand um, when my sister had her first daughter. And I said, you know, I, I was in college at the time, but I'd been reading, you know, books and stuff. I think I had none dare call it conspiracy. And I think there's a section in there about the, the medical system. And I'd been reading other things. And, but this was like, there was no internet back then. We were reading books. Mm -hmm. And I said, you know, whatever you do, I think you should just wait. Don't do anything in the hospital. Shouldn't do anything in the hospital. And that's what we did with our first two. Mm -hmm. I, we didn't do anything in the hospital. And I've always been a big proponent of, you know, you want to see that your your baby's okay before you put anything in your baby that may make him not okay. And um, we had, you know, my oldest son has had, maybe like three or four at just shots, not even full rounds of vaccination. And uh, my second one, I think had one. And I think she was going to bring him to another one. And I said, look, if you bring him to that, get this, I'm going to divorce you. I'm not going to stand by. Mm -hmm. I, I would just laid, laid down the law. Only time I really laid down the law with my wife about something like that, that serious. Mm -hmm. And she's like, oh, okay. And she said, well, you have to go talk to the doctor about this. Because afterwards, she was still like, I want to go do it. You know, we won't do it in the hospital, but we'll, we want to, she wants to do them down the road. Okay, fine. I came in with stack of papers about this big, just articles and studies and all this stuff and interviews and, and I'm laying them down and asking, okay, well, what about this? What about this ingredient in this shot? What about this? What about this? How come in every vaccination insert, not not the paper they give you, not the eight and a half, 11 sheet of paper, but the folded insert that folds out to about this, you know, how come in every single, every single childhood vaccine, it says has not been tested for cancerous or mutagenic potential, or I might say carcinogenic or mutagenic potential or impairment of fertility. So you're going to say these things are safe and effective, but you haven't tested you know, for the things that more more people were, I'm worried about mutations and cancer, definitely cancer and fertility impairment. And we know Gardasil does some things to people's fertility. We've seen that. And now we've seen what's coming out with these other jabs. But so we have to, you know, if you're going to put that in writing, well, then you better back back this up. And they go, well, there's not enough ingredients in there that can do that. Well, how do you know? You know, uh, I go back to Maurice Hilleman, who... Uh, who was the first, I think that's his name, Hilleman. He he made a bunch of vaccines, but he discovered the SV40 virus in the Salk vaccine. And he said, hey, Dr. Salk, maybe we want to look at this. Maybe this isn't, we shouldn't be using these monkey kidney cells to grow this because this virus is passing through in the DNA. Mm. And, you know, we're just going to inject 60 million people with, uh, you know, a possible cancer-causing uh, virus. Hmm. And that was the SV40 virus. And you can find plenty about anything I talk about. But one thing I do want to say to anybody who's about to have a kid going to the hospital, write up a birth plan. And if you have a written up birth plan, and I'll tell you what I put on mine. One, we put, we're not doing any shots in the hospital. Two, I put, if the baby ever leaves the room, you will wake up the father and the father will go with the baby. Just because that's what I want. I, I was there for every time they brought the baby out of the room to 
check them, weigh them, do all this stuff. They do these little blood pricks. In fact, the last two, I did not let them do the blood prick thing because that was the that's what they used to send to your UN database. Essentially, they take your blood mm. and put it in a database. Mm. Not a lot of people know that. Texas, they destroy it if you ask them to, but you can also opt out of it. But they go, oh, we check for all these genetic diseases. We check for all these genetic diseases. I'm like, okay, but you also put it in a database. Mm. Well, you know, once you catch them, they, they don't ever lie and go, no, that's not true. They go, well, it's, you know, it's, uh, they just fall back to it's safe and effective. Right. And that's what they did with the vitamin K shot, which is something that's not a vaccine. Right. But it is filled with alcohol, ethyl alcohol. And so they want to inject ethyl alcohol into your baby's arm. Mm. Which I go, you know, that's weird. So the first baby we didn't, we said, well, you can give them oral vitamin K. And they said, oh, we'll give them, we got to double the dose up. And they put it in his mouth and he made that face. Remember when you took your first shot and you went, mm -hmm. what was that? He made that exact face. I go, oh, baby's first shot. Isn't that nice? Mm. Isn't that nice? Mm. And I doubt that ethyl alcohol did anything long term. Right. But still, it's the idea of, hey, we're going to inject ethyl alcohol into the bloodstream of your baby, your brand new newborn baby. Oh, and we also have to give him the hepatitis B shot in the hospital because, you know, he may be a drug user. He may be having unprotected sex with men or who have hepatitis B, or, you know, he he may get a, a tainted blood transfusion, right. all of which are very rare to happen in the hospital. Mm -hmm. Yet they, that's the one they push in the hospital is the hepatitis B vaccine. Right. And um, I, I sent you uh, some videos, which I posted under the, the tweet that I put out, and I'll, I'll reply on yours uh, so people can go watch some of the videos I did because the last my last baby – we didn't want to do the, the vitamin K shot and, and, and what you do to catch these people and just to, to educate other people. I, you take your, your earbuds and you wear them inside your shirt and you just have your microphone sitting out right here mm -hmm. and it goes down your shirt into your phone pocket and you record. And I tell you, this is a hundred times better than any Project Veritas audio I've ever heard. So it's, it's, it's a foolproof method to get good audio. <laughs> and, and you can hear these. I've put them out there, and it's just me talking to the pediatrician and three different pediatrician nurses coming in trying to convince me that I have to give my baby a vitamin K shot. And vitamin K, if people don't know, it's to help with clotting. They say some babies aren't born with vitamin enough vitamin K in their system. Uh, Dr. Sherry Tenpenny, who I asked her about this, I think when I had my second child, I was interviewing her. I said, well, what should we do? She goes, have, her, have your uh, mama eat a lot of kale beforehand. That will increase her vitamin K levels. So eat kale. Mm -hmm. Oh, eat kale. Inject ethyl alcohol into your baby. You know? <laughs> That's insane. Um, what are in these videos you, you have here? These are like some of your recordings or? Uh, well, in 2017, uh, I went and interviewed, uh, I went to a symposium Robert F. K. Jr. was having with Robert De Niro to talk about vaccine safety. Okay. Because I think Robert De Niro has a vaccine damaged child. Um, I met, um, Nico LaHood, who is the DA at Bexar County, which is of San Antonio. He has two kids with autism. Uh, I interviewed Tony Muhammad, who is uh, um, uh, he's one of the Louis Farrakhan guys. Is it, was it, I almost said Black Hebrew Israelite, but that's not it. But he's Nation a Nation Islam. Nation, Islam, Nation yeah. Islam, yeah. And he goes around and talks to people about the uh, MMR jab in, in particular and how 
the studies have shown that it affects black boys harsher than any other age group out there. Mm-hmm. And which could, you know, that could mean a lot of things if you extrapolate that out. This, these were interviews in 2017. Mm-hmm. And, and then I also put in the, uh, the, uh, the audio that I recorded using my earbuds um, from my phone. And you just use the voice recorder and you hit record, you stick it in your pocket and you just yap away. And, uh, you know, I cut out all the boring parts, but it's how they were selling the vitamin K shot. And what was funny is from my phone, I was able to find several studies, especially in Europe and Australia, that the oral oral vitamin K is just as effective as injecting it into the baby. But I think it's the act of injecting it into the baby to precondition the parents to accept more injections down the road. Mm. So I don't know. And there's plenty of people that'll say, oh, you shouldn't do it. The vitamin K is dangerous. That's your decision to make. I would say get the insert and read it, read everything on it, get a medical dictionary. And as you find words, you don't know what they mean, highlight them and go look it up and see what it means. You have to really do this type of research because I don't think you're getting an unbiased, um, neutral opinion from your caregiver or your care provider. You're getting a, you know, get in line, take the shot. And we saw that with COVID, uh, but it got to, you know, a ten, an nth degree of, you know, if you don't do this, you're hurting other people. Mm. You know, they don't. Interestingly enough, I got the MMR when I was a kid. I still got the mumps. So <laughs> I I don't know how that. And I got that in high school. I got the mumps. And that was so that was well after. And, and the mumps went through my high school where there was like, I think, 20 people caught the mumps all at the same time. Mm. I don't know how that happened. That was like in the late 80s. So who knows what was going on then if we were if we were being experimented on or if like a weird version of it came through or if somebody got the MMR jab and then came through and they had this kind of virulent thing and it was spreading through shedding. I don't know. I don't know how if any of that happened, but those are the things that go through my mind. I didn't mind missing the two weeks of school, though. It was great. Um, mm. But I'll share you another story. Mm-hmm. All my kids got chicken pox. And they got it because my father went and got the shingles vaccine because his doctor convinced him that he needed to get it. And then he broke out in shingles. And then literally that next week, every couple of days, a new kid started breaking out with uh, chicken pox. So all four of my kids have had chicken pox. And I asked Sherry Tenpenny about this. And she said, well, she goes, that's the vi- the uh, the version that they put in the vaccine, which is a weird version that they mess with. Mm-hmm. It's not even like the 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 wild chicken pox virus. It's a version that they've created in a lab that they inject into kids to give them immunity to it. So she goes, so we don't know what's going to happen. I said, oh, thanks, doc. That gives me a lot. But they have all had chicken pox and they all got it from uh, my dad who had the shingles vaccine. Because that's the only way. No one else had chickenpox anywhere around my kids. Yeah, and it was it was just that exposure, and they went they went over there for the weekend. I think it started with my oldest son and just went progressively down. Mm. And they got good cases too. They were they were pocked out. Yeah, and uh, you know some people may oh how they may hear this and go oh how could you do this to your kids? I had the chickenpox. My brother had the chickenpox. My sister had the chickenpox. Mm. That's something you want to get when you're a kid because it's really bad if you get it when you're an adult. Mm-hmm. Uh, it can cause a lot of, uh, you know, fever problems with encephalopathy and all, all those types of things. So, yeah. But like I said, I'm not a doctor, so don't trust anything I say. Go do your own research and make your own judgments, especially with your kids out there. And and I hope I'm speaking to people out there who are about to have kids and are looking at this going, wow, we need a birth plan. We need to write this stuff down because it is almost like a constitution. When you walk in there with that birth plan and you got stuff written on it, the nurses will listen to it. But if you go in there with nothing and you go, oh, we don't want to do this, they're going to 
really sick the dogs on you and really try to ramp up uh, compliance for anything they want to do. So look at all this stuff. Uh, if you're going to record somebody, and depending on what state you're in, some states are two-party uh, aware, some are one-party aware. Texas is a single-party consent state, so I could record somebody without them knowing. But obviously, check the laws in your area for uh, for recording for single or dual-party consent. Because you don't want to break the law, and I'm not advocating anybody to break the law. I'm, a- I'm advocating for people to become informed, especially for the health of their kids, because you know your kids growing up. Um, Nico LaHood details this. He had two kids. This is the DA of San Antonio County, county that San Antonio's in. And and he went and listened to the doctors, and both of them were bright, developing, and then boom, all of a sudden they shut down. Both have autism. Both his kids. That's yeah. And he has four. So two of them, the last two he didn't do any right. any uh vaccinations with. But you hear this from a guy who's not a parent who's, you know, this is a guy who the people have entrusted with upholding the law. And he's not a Soros DA because after all this vaccine stuff came out, they were able to 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 boot him out of office or, uh, you know, elect him out of office. But he's standing by his guns and he doesn't advocate going out and talking. He said people come to me and ask me to share my story. And my story is. I looked at my children and they were normal and developing, and then they weren't. And we didn't have a car accident. They didn't have any falls. They weren't poisoned. It's like something happened. And the doctors would refuse to look at the vaccines. They just don't want to look at it because I think there's going to be a major distrust in the medical system if they do look at that. But I think the trust is gone at this point uh, from anything, any uh, – any health department or anything comes down with some edict, I'm just automatically going to think I'm going to do the exact opposite of what they say because they lied before in the past and they don't have any incentive to not lie. No one's been punished. So what's their incentive? Their incentive is to keep lying because they think they can get away with. Mm -hmm. So my conclusion is if they don't know what the hell they're talking about in regard to that, what else is a medical industry getting wrong? Uh, you know, we looked at the rollout for COVID and they were putting everybody on those machines. Uh, uh, what's the, uh, and then, Hey, there's still people on X that will fight with you about the ventilators and say they were, that was the right decision to make, even right. though, you know, they're, well, they were sick by the time they put them on the ventilator. Well, they were sick because they were told go home until you're sick enough to come into the hospital. Mm-hmm. Not, Hey, have some ivermectin, have some zinc. Have some uh, azithromycin, have some aspirin to thin your blood up a little bit. Mm. And I don't advocate taking a lot of aspirin, but back, well, I got sick in 2021. And let me tell you, I was taking the horse paste. It wasn't horse paste, it was in a pill form, mm. but that's how they lie to you. They lie to you and go, this is horse paste, this is for animals. Right. Well, I got it in a pill and it says it's for humans. Mm. So why are you lying to me about a drug that the guy who invented it won a Nobel Prize for inventing this drug? Mm. And you're telling me that. This is somehow going it, to, it, it's not effective. So, it, well, why not try it if it's not effective? I mean, you're, uh, let's do nothing. We're going to do nothing. Okay. You you just go home until you're sick enough to go to the hospital. But we're not going to give you this $30 worth of meds to just try. Mm-hmm. We're not going to do that. Budesidine is the other one. Okay. And, um, yeah, Dr. Bartlett, um, Dr. Richard Bartlett, who was, he's out in uh, Odessa. Mm-hmm. I was actually in, um, Lake Tahoe on a trip with Alex when I caught it. 
and I'm literally in a bed thinking I'm going to die, figuring out I have COVID. I call this guy from, I called Dell Bigtree. I texted him and said, man, who's the doctor who prescribed budesonide? Because I couldn't breathe. I knew it was something wrong with my lungs. And he gave me his number. I called him about seven o'clock at night. I said, doc, I'm, I'm cooked right now. And he said, you got to do everything I say or are you going to die? And he prescribed those things for me. I went and got the inhaler. I started doing it every two hours. And within two days, I went from being bedridden to like crawling to the bathroom to being able to pack my stuff up. I still got pretty sick and I ended up catching pneumonia. But I was able to get up and walk around and pack my stuff up, drive all the way back from Lake Tahoe to Texas. And then I caught pneumonia, all this other stuff, and I ended up going on oxygen. It got bad. Damn. But since then, I've taken control of my health. I'm, you know, doing some spike detox things to get rid of the spike protein. But I'm not going to the main medical model to ask for help. Mm. I'm listening to people like Dr. McCullough and Dr. Bartlett and other people who, who work with them who are like, no, do this. This is what we've seen works. This is what's helping. Mm. You know, I was having brain fog. I started taking natokinase. Knocked it out in about a week. Like mm. I was literally having brain form walking around just like feeling stupid. You feel stupid. Mm -hmm. like, what? And that's just the spike protein growing in your, in your brain. Don't worry. <laughs> mm. It's safe and effective. Mm. That's why we make the shot that makes more of it in your body. You know, it's just, it's, it's just, it's insane what we've had to deal with. And anybody who goes, maybe we should look at something else. You're a crazy anti-vaxxer, you know, and, and where we're at now, it's good. It, it's good and bad. It's it's bad how far it's gone and how far it got. But what's good about it is it woke up that many more people that much quicker. Yeah. It wouldn't have been as quick had COVID not happened. Mm -hmm. So I think we jumped we jumped uh, the space time continuum by about five or six years because people were able to see it. Now not everybody. Some people are are still they're full Karen man. They're like boom. You take your shots. Mm -hmm. You put on that mask. You know, there's a lot more of them, too, but they've identified themselves. Mm -hmm. So we know now you can see you put on the glasses. You can see who who is what are the creatures and they live. You can now see them mm -hmm. because they wear the mask. Yeah. Yeah. Because they they put on their social media. Mm -hmm. I, I put out a, I put out a and this is people I follow on Facebook and they um they were talking about, oh, I just took took my fifth or sixth shot. I was sick for 24 hours again. And then like everybody else commented on it. Yeah, I was sick too. Blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, do you, do you not get it? Do you not get it? Like <laughs> every time you take it, too. you get sick for 24 hours. Okay. It hasn't killed you. Well, is it, is that helping you? Do you think you have to go in and get sick for you to feel, to be better? Why don't you just take care of yourself? And these are people that are, I would say fairly healthy. They're not, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't know them that well. But I'm just I'm um it boggles my mind mm. at what people have done to themselves. But you know, on the same token, the same amount of people that are hardcore asleep, we've woken up that same amount of people. Mm. You know, you think so? So there was always a percentage of us that were awake. You know, you were around before this. You know what's going on. Yeah. You know. Yeah. But well, now we have more. Our our numbers have grown. Yeah, you know, before COVID, I was an anti-vaxxer, and then afterwards, I was a hero. Like, yeah, he's talking about the agenda. And I was like, yeah, I was telling yeah, you yeah. not to take the vaccine before there was a vaccine. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Exactly, exactly. Uh, and, I, you know, and I knew that because of my looking at vaccines originally, and just right. initial looking at vaccines. 
made me and and you know my wife telling me well you have to talk to the doctor made me do all the research because I'm like I'm not getting it so I'm up at night underlining words anaphylaxis what is that mm. encephalopathy what is that mm. and looking it up and going oh that's when your brain swells up because of fever okay mm. I don't want that oh that's a side effect in this vaccine and you're telling me it's safe and effective mm. so mm. Mm. Yeah, I remember um, I was studying. Um, I ran across the Doctor Sabi stuff, and that's mm-hmm. because I was watching uh, Lisa Left. I was watching the Lisa Left Eye Lopez documentary about her life and death, and okay. she mentioned Doctor Sabi. So then after I was like, "Who the hell is this Doctor Sabi guy?" And so I went and looked up all his stuff, watched all his videos, and then I landed on. Um, Dr. Luke Montagnier and Dr. Mm-hmm. Luke Montag said, uh, you know, HIV is curable. It's not even really a disease. It just needs proper diet and it goes away. It's an immune deficiency, et cetera, et cetera. Um, well, notice he's still walking around with HIV, living a pretty good life and it's undetectable, mm. mm-hmm. you know, right. magic. He's not being affected by it. Right. Right. Wow. And uh, so he did something. And what's interesting is I think he got the talk like, hey, we're going to help you because we like you. We need you around to keep selling stuff to other black folks. But but don't you say what you did. Right. You know, you tell him it's this drug. Tell him it's this pharmaceutical drug. But I firmly believe he and there were some I think some rumors that Dr. Sebi helped him. There were rumors that it was Sebi. Yeah. So in all of that, that's when I, you know, it started that left eye and I eventually got to vaccines and then started doing all of that research and watching all the different documentaries and whatnot. And I was like, damn, I wish I'd have known. Um, and then there's the whole thing about how it affects the black body differently. Right. And, Mm -hmm. um, so some people say this is direct targeting of black people. And I, I don't know if I agree with that because you can say the same thing about a cheeseburger. It's going to affect the black body much worse than it is the white body. Right. I think it's just, you know, biological differences between our makeups. And um, it seems like, you know, our selenium based melanin, because uh, white people have melanin, too. There's is sulfur based. Ours is selenium based. And I mm, think there's just okay. probably. Yeah, that's why I don't do the whole don't call us black, call us melanated. And I'm like, you know, white people are melanated, too. Right. Like they have melanin. <laughs> well, nobody's pure white, you know, there's a, unless you're an albino. And well, then you better watch out because in some countries they might get you. <laughs> Grind your bones true. up. Right. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I don't do the whole melanin thing because everybody's body has melanin. It's just different types of, uh, you know, what it's centered around. And um, so I think our bodies are different and because our melanin is set up different ways and, you know, other things about our bodies, we're affected a lot more. Uh, but, you know, why? Like, why, Rob? Why would they create something that would negatively impact children? Uh, and target things like fertility. Well, I'll, I'll, okay, that's a multi-part question. <laughs> I think the, the targeting fertility is to decrease the population, to not have it grow so as fast. So you believe in population and, control? Here we go. Oh yeah, yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Okay, Georgia guy stones and people. all of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, interestingly enough, we never caught the guy who blew up the Georgia Guidestones, even though they're under twenty-four hour video surveillance. Wow. And really? I think there's like, there was like eight cameras there. I've been there twice. I think it's I eight cameras. Oh, all over the place. 
Yet, we don't know who blew up the Georgia Guidestones, just like we don't know who put the bombs, the fake pipe bombs, at the RNC and the DNC. We just don't know. <laughs> Our cameras stopped working. Look, it puts out three frames a second. Can you tell what anything is at three frames a second at ten percent quality? No. Mm. And and they want you to and they want you to think that that's what the cameras are all over DC. That's how stupid mm. they are. Yeah. But let's go back to this other part. Okay, so impairment of fertility is one thing, but no, you already have the kid. Well, let's let's make these kids not too smart. As George Carlin says, not smart enough to figure out how they're getting screwed, but just smart enough to run the machinery right? to keep the widgets going, to keep this, you know, utopian world uh, flowing in the right direction. Mm-hmm. And and then but then, you know, these kids can work, but then they get home and are too tired to do anything. You see a lot of these kids on TikTok. They're so tired. They work all these hours and then they come home. They can't do anything but watch TV. Well, that's what they want. They don't want you going out and doing anything. They don't want you discovering your true potential and and working on yourself and bettering yourself and your life and exercising and doing all those things. They want you to just be able to work. And then when you're sick enough, well, they got a pill for you to mask those symptoms Mm. because that's all this Western medicine is, is masking symptoms. Mm. It's not about treating What's causing it, which most likely is probably just mucus in your body that's that's causing most of these things. Yeah. And you got to just get that out. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I've been doing uh, when I got COVID, it led me into a second discovery of looking at more uh, things that that are beyond vitamins, you know, peptides, different things like I, there were times when I would stand up and start walking and my whole body was like numb. And I had to like walk like 15 steps to then not feel the numbness anymore. Mm. And that's weird. And I'm like, I don't know what's up with this. And I was talking to one of the guys that's at work and he's like, well, you know, you should, you should take this. You should take this. Yeah, it probably was. And, and then, but I started taking this peptide mm-hmm. and it was expensive, but like one bottle of it knocked out that symptom. Mm. And so I think it was a combination of, of cardio and, and then something was, this this bioweapon that I was infected with went all over my body. It was up in my head. It was down in my groin. It was in my lungs. It was in my joints. It went everywhere. And so, you know, I've made it my life's goal to, to make sure it's out and doesn't come back. And I, I would recommend anybody out there, um, if you're not unable or if you're in an area where they don't allow you to get, you know, stuff like ivermectin and your own antibiotics and stuff like that to Look up online. There's a lot of good Indian pharmacies, and it's a weird process. Let me tell you, it's a little sketchy when you're sending money through PayPal to some dude for books. You know, it gets a little sketchy. But, you know, I think the Hotep Nation should definitely arm themselves with the medicines they need because this is going to happen again. Uh, We had Brett Weinstein in here on Sunday doing an interview with Alex that is going to be released Monday. and, 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 you know, he's... He sees it already coming that that was just a dress rehearsal to see how we would react. So now they have the counterattacks to our reaction. Mm. So it, they're playing 5D chess when we're just reacting to whatever they're doing. Yeah. Yeah. We need to really be on a second level, uh, which, you know, I think part of that people woke up. That's leveling up. Yeah, I think it's a, a, a paramount to start taking a look at better health. You know, that's why we got men of water. Make sure y'all get y'all flow and y'all apex. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Anti-inflammatory. Yeah. Well, so tell me about those. What what's on what what's in those? So um 
in particular, let's talk about Apex because that's a new one. Apex has um, a combination of saponins and nervines. So these things are great for uh, the nerve endings. Um, mm-hmm. This one is more for muscle growth and support. And uh, okay. so that one is full of saponins. Now, flow, that's our brain. Um, that's our brain situation. And this one is dealing with uh, neurology, right? So it's going to have mm-hmm. things that um, promote neurogenesis. Uh, allow... Are they CBD-based or are they no, uh, just nutraceutical-based? Okay. These are 100% herbal. Hoteps, we do herbal. Um, but uh, a lot of it is just, you know, allowing uh, the system to do what it does best by yeah. removing yeah. things. So you'll f- find in these products like uh, anti-inflammatory properties, right? So it's mm-hmm. like even with uh, I was doing some research into um, black maca because that's black maca is one of the main ingredients in here. And, um, you know, they're trying to say that it, it uh, you know, it's um, creating um, uh, uh, muscle growth or it's, um, you know, creating a, a boost in testosterone. And what they're finding is that it's actually not even boosting your testosterone. It's tricking your body into thinking it's producing more testosterone, but the testosterone levels are the same, but you're getting all the benefits of a boosted testosterone feel, right? So they're starting to understand that there's something going on at the endocrine gland level of the body. So Mm -hmm. when you look at, you know, Apex, uh, some of the ingredients, they're they're saying there's something happening with the glands. And that's the the, the, uh, mysterious part about the human body is when you start dealing in the seven chakras or the seven glands, you know, from the pituitary down to the adrenal, you start to see things that you you read these articles, like these science articles, and it's just like dot, dot, dot. (laughs) They just don't know what's happening at a certain point. Yeah. 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 Um, But there's something happening uh, with these plants that they're able to communicate with your body in some interesting way that it, um, you know, improves libido, uh, improves muscle growth, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and, and really, like I said, it, the product's not really doing anything. It's probably just cleaning, you know, removing toxins. That's probably what it's really uh, doing. Inflammation is the worst uh, thing for your body because it keeps your body working on the inflammation and fighting that instead of just doing its normal process. So you gotta, you have to work through that. And that's, that's actually, I'll, I'll just plug this one because I take it all the time bodies and I, it's just here from the desk, but this is basically just turmeric and it goes and goes after inflammation mm-hmm. and it, and then it's got black pepper and a couple other things, but the black pepper helps your body absorb the turmeric to fight the inflammation because inflammation is probably the number one thing. If you have a problem, it's inflammation. And, um, you know, there's other things, obviously, but, you know, how do we get this stuff through the the GMO food, through the pesticides in the food, through the just crappy food, Mm -hmm. uh, low grade food, uh, the stuff they spray in the air, the stuff we clean things with, uh, the stuff we use every day, the clothes we put on our bodies. Mm -hmm. Everything is some is attacking our body in some way, shape or form. And uh, Alex put out a video the other day showing people walking around New York and, you know, some people were like, oh, it's just white people. It wasn't that. It was that everybody was skinny. Everybody was oh, walking yeah, around that. looking like, yeah, they just look fit. You know, they yeah. just look like, hey, we're, we're business people. You know, now you look at a business guy, you could tell who works in an office and who doesn't. The right. guy who works in an office is, is a lot more portlier than, than the guy who's the construction worker. Mm-hmm. But now they each, you know, the construction worker has his diet of beer and the, uh, 
uh, office guys has got a sedentary lifestyle, so they both get the same body shape. And just mm-hmm. you know, they get they get through it from different ways. And so, processed yeah, foods. obviously, yeah, processed foods. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that all those things are huge. And I'll, I'll tell you this: after you have a kid, it's not even about vaccinations. After a while, mm-hmm. it's about making your kids drink water. Okay, Thank you. we have the water filter, and you drink water. Right. Okay. Every once in a while, you have your birthday. Okay, we'll get some Izzy's or some juice boxes. We go tubing down the river. Okay, we'll get some juice boxes. Right. But 99% of the time, they're drinking filtered water. And that's okay. that's going to make your kids way more healthier than anything. Juice is not good for them. Juice is not good for them. It's just sugar. It's just putting sugar into their system. Exactly. And we fight with all that. We fight with them, you know, getting sugar and getting and getting those things. But you know, when my kids are thirsty, they go right to the big water filter that we put stickers on that I've had for years, and they make their own water, and they fill it up, and they know how to do it, and they're part of their own well-being. Mm. And they don't even know it, but they're going to pass those uh, lessons on to their kids. Yeah. They're going to have their water filter, and they're going to filter their water. Yeah, I mean, And that's where a, it starts. Well, we had a family gathering once, and, uh, you know, the kids are running around playing, and my kids come in the kitchen, and they're asking for water, and they're drinking water. And somebody said to me, they said, how do you get your kids to drink water? And I said, that's the only thing that we got in the house. We don't buy yeah. juice and soda. Yeah. That stuff is toxic, uh, that, man. That's the number one way to get them not to drink that is is uh, to just have water. Right. And they've always had water, and we have water bottles, and, you know, we wash a lot of water bottles. Mm-hmm. But uh, to me, it's worth it. And, Absolutely. you know, my kids are healthy. They all, you know, every once in a while they get sick, but it's not, they don't really take, they take mental health days from school be, just because they don't take any sick days. So we're like, right. hey, you want to take a mental health day and hang out? Go ahead. You know, yeah. and, they, and they ask for it and we, and we give it to them. And, that, and that's the next thing is, is how do we get them out of uh, the school system? Because I don't really, I, you know, they're yeah, there for seven or eight hours boys. and what are they learning? Yeah, yeah that's I good. T- yeah, I took my that's boys good. out. Yeah. Today. You have to, yeah. I think I think that's important, and that's something I I want to do. My wife is not a proponent of that, but she wasn't. She was also a proponent of vaccination right. before she met me. So it be the you know, women, people yo. can change. It be the women. Yeah, I'm telling you. <laughs> well, they scare them. They scare them. American okay? women are trash, bro. Yeah. Well, they, you they, you they, carry and, a baby for nine months, and they say this and anything that can get your baby, they're gonna get polio. They're gonna get this. They're gonna get that. Right. Their brains are gonna swell, and they're like, "Well, shit, I don't want my baby's head to swell." All right, I'll take that. It's just a shot. Okay, dude, let's do the shot. We don't even know. The only reason they even think vaccines work is because after they inject them into you, they test your antibody. They just see if you have a right. immune response. Right. Well, maybe that's from injecting aluminum into their veins. Maybe their body's going, what the, What is this aluminum doing here? Mm-hmm. Get it out of here. Mm-hmm. You know? And so, oh, but they're like, well, that shows it's working. That's literally how they find, they go, what's the immune response? Yeah. And I'm sure, I hope people attack well, me over this, this I, interview because I, I, I welcome so it. Uh, <laughs> you know, I think what the issue is, is establishing who's the authority on information. That's what happens. And I think they get to women first because women, as you know, through marketing is done through emotion. So they target the Mm -hmm. mothers and the parents, uh, the mothers and the women. And, you know, here are the dangers, danger, 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 danger. So they always have these things in the back of their mind. Whereas men were sort of logical and things like, let me look into this. Like you said, you were up late at night underlining Mm -hmm. and, and, and women don't do that. But Asian women do that shit. They be all up in everything. 
making sure you cross your T's and dot your I's. It's, mm-hmm. it's something that's broken with American culture to where our women are asleep at the wheel. Yeah. And it begins with the fact that they don't know who to trust. And because they have so much ignorance, they can't trust themselves. Mm-hmm. Their own intuition. Their, Their own intuition, intuition saying, why are you, you know, after you injected your baby, he cried all night. Mm. What was that? And he had a fever. Oh, but it's just a low-grade fever. But what is that low-grade fever doing? That's inflammation. What is that inflammation doing downstream? Because uh, I've had friends who, you know, they went and got, one of them never got a shot after that. Uh, baby cried and screamed all night long. All night long. I said, hey, man, better look into what you're putting in your baby. Mm-hmm. It was like, it was the day after the shots. Oh, it was the day after the shots. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, maybe you ought to look into that. Well, never got another one after that. And that's that's another one on on our side. And it's a shame that that your kids have to suffer damage for people to see that. Because that's, you know, life is hard enough. And if you're starting off, you know, we could have been on second base and you're starting in the batter's box. Well, that's a big difference Mm -hmm. in how you're going to turn out. Mm-hmm. And if you can't control your emotions uh, because your your brain's always inflamed, uh, a lot of things like that are are downstream effects that happen. So mm-hmm. you don't you don't handle yourself well emotionally, you know. And I've I've had that problem. I'm a very emotional person. Mm-hmm. See me on the basketball court last on Saturday. I was whipping them boys into a frenzy because I wanted <laughs> them to go out there and play some defense, and they did. You play basketball, and huh? I we, used to. Got I mean, I still I've. We got to get the, the we got to get the Hotep Nation versus Infowars versus oh. Daily Wire versus Blaze yeah. basketball tournament. I've been trying to put Let's that together. Tell Alex yeah, to yeah. make this shit happen, man. I well, got my uh, squad. We'll, we'll ready. make Alex a center. We'll make Alex a center who doesn't have to do much. Um, but Owen Schroyer is a really good basketball player. Is he? Uh, yeah, yeah. And okay. we have a couple tall people. We'll put him in at center. We'll be we'll we're ready. We're ready to ball. Goldstein, get ready, man. We got Goldstein. He's seven foot, man. I'm ready to put him in. Oh, all right. <laughs> all right. Um, yo, I had these two ladies on, right? A couple of months ago. And they were talking to me about um uh in case of pandemic, uh they had protocol and they worked for the official, I think OSHA or something like that. They worked for the you know, the, they were trained specifically for a pandemic response, right? And uh, they came on my show and said that when COVID hit, it was like everybody abandoned their training. They and, got scared. Yeah. And and that to me, uh, I think it was triggered because I was talking about the ventilators. And she was mm-hmm. like, yeah, that wasn't part of our protocol and sort of how we locked down and then the whole mass situation and whatnot. But they, they, she, they told me that they completely abandoned it, which made me believe that the population control agenda may have went into effect in overtime with the ventilators. Because it seemed like the majority of the people or a vast number of people, I should say, better yet, when they went on the ventilators, that's when you see a health decline. And you usually see that like ventilators are usually for, you know, when somebody's passing and, you know, you want the family to see them right before they pass. Right. But yeah. usually you don't give, you know, healthy individuals, you know, those types of things. I, I had a friend die on the ventilator and I, I told her, I said, don't go on the ventilator, whatever you do, don't go on the ventilator. And they put her on the ventilator and she got sick, left the hospital, came back. 
uh, and they put her on the ventilator. Mm. And then and it's away. you know she was she was a year younger than me. So Two I, kids. I, in, in many and remember they were pressuring Trump and saying, "Yo, get yeah. more of these out. We got to make these." Yeah. 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 I think that was to test drive a mobilization effort and to see if they could introduce a medical protocol into that's not normal just to see and, and they needed deaths. And this was one way to create deaths and to kill old people because, you know, we're paying their social security. We got to keep the social security money running for a few more years so we can figure out a way to steal it all, you know, right. by just imploding the system. Right. So we got to kill these old people because they're costing us money. They're in these nursing homes. So let's put sick people in the nursing home. And then when they get sick, we put them on the ventilator. We, then we get these numbers that we like, and then we can create the other stuff with, with, you know, counters on the back wall showing all the cases and, and all that. And Trump's like, yeah, we could build ventilators because they're telling him, hey, all we need is these ventilators. Mm-hmm. But in March of 2020, there's a video. You can still find it out on YouTube. Emergency room doctors like, I think we're treating this the wrong way. He's sitting at his kitchen table. He's like, I've been in here. We're treating these people with ventilators. That's not what they need. It's like uh, altitude sickness is what they have. They just need more oxygen in their body. Mm-hmm. And that's and the ventilator's not doing that. It's it's just helping them breathe. Right. It's not giving them more oxygen. So it's making them breathe. They're not getting any more oxygen and slowly their body's shutting down. Mm-hmm. So that's the whole process of that ventilator is just to help their body shut down so they don't just, you know, die right away or whatever. I mean, I don't know. The ventilator definitely didn't help them. There's very few people that walked away from that. I think it was like a 3 to 5% walked away after they got put on a ventilator. Yeah. Uh, I remember when um, I think it was Donovan Sharp uh, got sick with covid and uh, his wife was sending around text messages. I sent the one thing I said, do not let them put him on a ventilator. That's the one thing I said, man, do not. And and thank God Donovan Sharp is still here. Appreciate him alive and well. But he had a strong battle with COVID and uh, he made it through. But again, man, I, I think there's a bioweapon version and then a regular version that went out. That was just like a common cold. Hmm. Uh, and then and there was and there was a strong version because when uh, when. There was a dinner I went to, and it was me, Alex, our head of security, and, and Owen, and another guy. And three of the five all got sick right at the same time. Hmm. So it was something in that restaurant. Mm. I think it was something in that restaurant. Because yeah. some of the, some of the uh, waiters were walking around with masks on, and some of them didn't. We said, how come some of y'all aren't wa- wearing masks? They're like, oh, we got vaccinated. Very proud to tell me that they got vaccinated. <laughs> I'm like, oh. All right, let's get out of here, guys. But we ate and left. And that, that literally, that was a Thursday, Saturday night. I started having symptoms that felt like like minor allergies. Hmm. And then by like Tuesday or Wednesday of the next week, I was like, oh, what the hell happened? Yeah. Uh, last thing I want to ask you before I let you go. Yep. Operation Warp Speed. Do you give Trump Ooh. any bail? for being the captain of app operation war speed and, and, and basically um, fast tracking the vaccine allegedly, or how do you um, view that? Situation? Well, I think they already had it. I think they already had the vaccine ready. Right. They just needed a cover of an operation warp speed uh, to, to pull it off. I think they were selling him crap. He had people who could not be trusted. Deborah Burks, uh, Fauci, Bill Gates, uh, the head of NHS Red Redford or Redstone. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't think these guys, I think they all played ball with the UN and the WHO. Mm. And all these exercises have been done. See, the pre-programming was done years before. And so once you had the pre-programming done, all you had to do is have the initiating event. And these people are like, oh, we have our 
Here's what our orders right here. Well, the Spars event was one. You can go look at oh, Spars. We did a whole two-hour right. symposium on that, where they even have tweets that match tweets that went out during COVID. That's like the right. actual social media tweets. And and how they were then and, and eventually the end of the Spars document, they figured out this thing was causing problems, this vaccine, and uh, they're gonna do better next time. Mm. We're almost to that point yet, you know, right now. Where there's people calling it out, there's senators who are calling out, but other people are, you know, are just walk walking it. They love it. Yeah. So um so I give him a little bit of pass because one, he's not a medical doctor. He's a guy that likes the the structure. He doesn't like to go around and, you know, he's been in a structure his whole life. So he's used to a structure. Right. Where I don't like where he's at now is he still he still talks about it like it was something good. Yeah. I'm hoping at some point he comes out and it says it says the truth. He was duped. But I don't think he wants to. He can't say he was duped. Mm. You know, he's that's his pride. That's pride talking to yeah, you. That's his ego, yeah. yeah. As yeah. Marcellus Wallace used to tell us, <laughs> mm-hmm. that's pride. Yeah. yeah. So I think his ego is the reason he's got why a lot he of pride. credit for it. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Oh yeah. Hey, the, and, the and, and in his way, they were going to keep it locked down. That well, and they were going to keep everything. They were going to keep these lockdown orders in place unless he got something going. Right. He's like, I'll get it before the election. And then they backstabbed him and said, Oh, we don't have it until after the election. They're like, Oh, we got it, Joe. One. Oh, we got a vaccine. Look at that. But you, what's funny is you can find videos of all the Democrats going, I'm not going to take that unless it's been tested and this and that. Right. And it, this could be bad. But then the second Biden's in, it's like, well, how come you're not in line for this vaccine? Why are you not taking it? Mm-hmm. You know, you idiot. So they really they really ran it. If you look at lockstep and I think it was there was another one a couple years before um, SPARS and then the SPARS pandemic, which was like a year and a half, maybe two years before COVID actually happened. Mm-hmm. You know, they war game this stuff out. Right. And they do these war games all the time. That's the cover. Mm. That's like the cover of the false flag. An incident happens. There happened to be a training scenario over here, you know, a couple miles away. But yet this mass shooting incident happens, mm-hmm. you know, and people see multiple people. But then there's only one guy who's who's down, who's who happened to be talking online to a former government agent. Well, you know, that's just how it goes. <laughs> you know, so don't look at that. Don't look at that. You know, uh-huh. that's what gets me. And and there's a video out that uh, somebody put out and it's a sheriff who'd come back and he's given a press conference, about a 30 minute press conference. And he said. You know, Biden won't meet with our association of sheriffs. He won't meet with the association of police. I just got back from a meeting with the FBI and it was Chris Ray, I guess, was telling him whatever for whatever that's worth, was telling him that the uh, they're having more red flags than they had before 9-11. Really? Here. And it's and it's because of the open border. Yeah. Mm. So uh, and I mean, that's just that's obviously logical. You see these Chinese men lining up that all look identical with our identical backpacks and shoes. And, you know, they're obviously being in- infiltrated in. And what's it take to cut an Internet line here? You know, any old dude with a shovel can cut an Internet line at this point. Right. Right. And there's so much. of that. Yeah, there's workarounds. But you get a thousand people in here and know what they're doing. And, you know, they do something and then all of a sudden, but the FBI has been telling us it's white supremacists. They're going to do it. So it's white supremacists. Mm-hmm. And, and then they, they line somebody up and could be anybody could be one of these Patriot front people. They line up and go, this was the guy that was doing it. Who knew? Well, we told you. Mm-hmm. And, and people just, a lot of people get it now a lot more than it used to, but we still have a lot of work to do. We can't stop. We can't rest on our laurels because they're not stopping. Right. They're looking. They're looking for their next wedge issue to get in here and get us fighting instead of looking about how we're getting screwed. It's Correct. that. Uh, it's that big fat cat 
he's looking at the uh looking at the aquarium and you got the MAGA person and the pink haired pussy hat where fighting each other and he's just sitting back laughing. Yep. That's what's going on, people. You gotta realize that and you gotta realize that just because we don't agree on every issue, well, there's some issues that are more important. And that that was that was uh Brett Weinstein's message. I'll give you a, a little hint. He he talks about how he first heard of Alex Jones and how he's been a fan since Occupy. Okay. Okay. He was watching Alex's coverage of Occupy going, you know, Alex was seeing how the government was taking over this this issue. They'd sent their people in to take it over from what the message was. And he didn't necessarily agree with the message, but he was sitting there pointing out what was going on. And he was on the ground seeing that. And he's like, yeah, how come he's the only guy saying this? Mm. And there's probably other people saying it, but Alex was, you know, a lot more out there than most people. I was at so Occupy. he's out there talking about it. You're at Occupy. I was there. So did you see how it got taken over? I mean, was it the finger snap people that I, took it over or who, who took it over? In hindsight, I saw how, how it was being taken over. At the yeah. moment, I was caught up in – because at that time, I had done my research in the central banking, Wall Street, and all of that. Oh, yeah, right? yeah. So, so they, they identified the enemy. Correct. You know, they identified the enemy. But yeah. it was how do we fix this? That's when the, that's when the agents came in. Well, and, I remember – because it was at Zuccotti Park. I had just got a job in New York City, so I'd get off of work and I'd rush down there to go and, you know, talk to people, yeah. right, and, and argue. Yeah. Yeah. And I just remember, like, some of the debates, I would, I, I, would be, I would have, like, a crowd of people around me and I'd be talking. And then some person would come in and ask, like, this asinine question and sort of, like, divert the conversation. And yeah. uh, my homie, uh, uh, Dwayne, Dwayne Henry, he ran um, press down at Occupy. He was one of the press guys down at Occupy. And um, I knew him, and he was he was squeaky clean. But the people living there, you can tell, like, like right, you're a squatter. You look like a fed. You know, in hindsight, I'm remembering these faces, right? right? At yeah, the yeah. time, I was oh. just a kid having fun. But yeah, um, right. I remember Occupy. Occupy to me was a really important movement, and then it got turned into uh, Black Lives Matter. And that that is true. And one of the guys who was a big occupier ended up starting the the thing out in Charlottesville. That whole really uh, hubbub, yeah. Okay. So, and he was an Obama guy who then became a Trump guy overnight. Mm. And um, you know, maybe he did, maybe he didn't. But he started that event, which is used to this day which to me wasn't that big deal, a, a big deal of an event. It was a, a protest of just like any other of, you know, some people are misguided, some people are being used and it was a way to get people to clash. So we could have a clash on camera and on social media of people fighting. Right. Right. And, and then that, that's what became, you know, B black lives matter. And, and then those people started fighting with uh, proud boys and, and I'm not saying any of these groups are in necessarily in the wrong, right. but they're, when those pieces are on the table, you move, you maneuver them to engage. And then you have people there shooting and they don't have to do anything. You know, the, they just have to report on the pieces that they want to report on. Yeah. So there's a lot of information out there and they just go, oh, we don't see the, the teacher hitting the kid with the bike lock. We don't show you that one. Mm. You know, we don't, that one doesn't, doesn't, doesn't appear. But, you know, the people trying to stop Milo Yiannopoulos from speaking out of college, you know, because he's bringing hate speech. You know, mm. We have people stopping hate speech. We're gonna we're gonna showcase that, but we're not gonna show you when they're beating the ladies out in the out in the parking lot. We're not gonna show that part. We're gonna say these are these are anti-fascists that are coming after you. Mm -hmm. 
And the anti-fascists are happy for the money that gets them, you know, maybe that other trust fund kids. The kids just lets them continue that that endless summer. Yeah, yeah. They ain't got nothing better to do. Um, Predictions on the upcoming election. Me and Uncle Hotep, we got this. uh, We got this running joke where, uh, like last week, Stephen A. Smith came out and talked against (laughs) uh, the illegals coming across the border and other uh, notable black celebrities. Well, he just found he just found out about that. Yeah. So. (laughs) <laughs> so what me and Uncle Hotep are saying is that these people got the call. And oh, okay. uh, what we're thinking is that Trump has been selected and is going to be selected, not elected, and that there's a, a, a strong push for uh, a hard right wing movement. And, uh, you know, Trump will win by a landslide or close to a landslide, but definitely convincing victory. But uh, do you see a Trump win this year, or are you a little bit nervous? Uh, if things stay stay the way they are, yeah. If they stay the way they are, I see a Trump a Trump victory, and um, because of what you know what's going on. But like this immigration bill, Chucky e. Schumer's out there saying Trump, this is Trump's problem now. He didn't want us to pass this immigration bill. He voted no for it mm. in the Senate version. So did Elizabeth Warren. So did Menendez. Why did they vote no? Because some Republicans voted no, or no voted yes for it. Mm-hmm. And most of the Republicans voted no, but some did. They're like, oh, they they like that because that's you know that's cheap labor. Mm. But uh, not enough. So some of the Democrats had to jump sides and vote no on it, so they could go look what Trump's not doing. He's not doing anything about the border now, so they could run that little psyop. Right. But that's just a little psyop. And you can go look at their, their records right there for right. the for the bill. I think it's eight one seven or something. Mm. See Chucky e. Schumer, and he's on TV saying this is Trump's doing. Right. So I think they're gonna they're gonna line Trump up. Then pull the economy out from underneath them. We've got a, a a business crisis, a business property crisis going on. Um, commercial property, I think that's on the heels of, of dying. When that dies, they're gonna a bunch of banks are gonna get pulled in with it, and they're gonna come with more rules, and it's gonna allow the people who are above that layer to just grab more stuff. The the BlackRock entities to grab more things for pennies on the dollar. Uh, and Trump will probably give them a bailout of some sort, but it's on the guise of none of these things. Whatever, if they're going to help, if they're going to help me with a hundred dollars, they're going to help the big guys for a million dollars. You know, so yeah. I might get a, I might get a nickel, but it's all going to be chump change in the end. Maybe, maybe some people in his administration will be able to talk some sense into him, so like they, they, they give him, hey, we're going to, we're going to put you back in, but. You, don't go after everybody. Just go after the low-level people. Mm-hmm. And he goes, "No, I'm going after everybody." That I would like to see. I would like to see a revenge tour, honestly, because I think he got. They didn't ever give him a fair shake in the first part. Do I think he's perfect? No, uh, but he he hasn't been holding public office, uh, creating rules and oppressing me, you know, like Joe Biden has. Right. And and voting for war and crime bills and all these things to to put more uh, shackles on us mm-hmm. and. While while the big guys get to go scot free and get bailed out, you know their their profits are theirs, their losses are everybody's, mm-hmm. and so and and, that, and that's kind of why Occupy started. People were that that came out of the the first financial crisis, which people were predicting. People were running around saying, "Look, this is going to happen." Yeah. So I think we're on the cusp of another one. I think it was supposed to happen in 2016 with Hillary, 2017, 2018, and it didn't happen. Because because Trump got in there and changed stuff. Yeah. But you know his rule his rule if you put in one regulation you got to take away two. I want to see that you make one law you got to take away two laws. Mm. Let's see him do that. 
because yeah. I think there's a lot of laws that we don't need anymore. Absolutely. I think I, I I think there's a lot of government we don't need anymore. Yeah. You know, do I think a guy like Vivek, you know, and there's the thing, how much power do these guys really have? Right. We saw Trump going and and the bureaucracy just sits in there and goes, well, we're just not going to work. We're I'm only going to work, you know, I'm going to do crossword puzzles instead of my job. Right. And then, well, two more weeks, we'll work on that. And then two more weeks comes by. Well, we've got two more weeks, we've got this one thing. So they're able to push it down down the road. Hey, uh, but before we go, I just want to share, I, I found this, this is HEB Pantry from 2001. Um, how much, let's see, how much do you think Chuck Roast costs per pound? Chuck Roast in 2001. Big piece pound? of meat. Uh, yeah. So now what is that? What is this? The price is right? Let's see. Price is right. Um, I'm going to go with $1.50. 87 cents right there. 87 cents a pound. 87 cents a pound. Uh, avocados, two for a dollar. Cantaloupe, <laughs> 78 cents. <laughs> I mean... It, a bluebell ice cream. How much do you think bluebell ice cream was? This is Kroger. This is different. Put different pound. store. Today, isn't it like $5? A, a one gallon of big old bluebell ice cream. So you said $5? Right. This a, was two, a two for six. Two, two for, for six. six right there. Two for six Damn. right there. I think it's $5 <laughs> now or $6 now for one gallon. All right. T-bone steak. Good old T-bone. Who doesn't like a T-bone? Mm. 2002, what were you paying for a T-bone? Got to be $8, right? Three ninety nine a pound. Wow. So that's where we're and where are we at now? I think it's like twelve dollars a pound now. Mm, mm, mm. And and this is and this is not because we're not hardworking industrious people. This is because our way of life is being changed so they can put us in coffin apartments and inject us with whatever they want. Yep. And that's what all these things are. All these things are to take away everything you've ever had in your life. Your way of life is going to change, so you can be a cog in some World Economic Forum uh, wet dream. Yeah. So people need to definitely wake up and and stop you're worrying about be, things like Taylor Swift and the NFL. You're going to be Elon slave. Yeah, yeah. You, you know, Elon is like the the salesman of the new world order now. Where well, he's you know, he opened up off alternative media. And he, yeah, and he opened up X. And what do I see on X now? I see all I do is look at, at messages. It's like they've, they've like, he's the anti-vaccine guy. Let's just throw vaccine people in his timeline and let him argue with them. Mm. And so for about two weeks, I'm arguing with these people. Stupid motherfucker. Let me show him this. Look at this. Uh-huh. Okay. You want to see the, here's the, here's the documents. And you're throwing stuff out there and you're defeating these people and they're blocking you. You're like, I'm winning. I'm winning. And then I'm like, wait a minute. This is, this is the algo. The algo is just pushing us to fight more and more. Yeah. And so. That's all. It's not. And what does it do that I one up some guy on the other side of the planet? What does that do? Nothing. That doesn't do anything. No, it doesn't do anything. You know what? What? What we should be doing is putting information out there, educating people, and then an open hand offering out to those people that that think we're crazy and say, "Why do you think I'm crazy?" Right. Let's talk about this. Mm-hmm. Let's let's find. And and then hey, we can we can you can say the vac the COVID vaccine is great, and you can take eight of them. I don't care. You can take ten of them. I don't care. But if you have a problem, don't come to me saying I'm the one that caused it. Mm. You got to look at the real enemy. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. Vivek for VP? We still, we, what's that? Vivek for VP? I wouldn't mind that. I wouldn't mind Vivek for VP. I think he's, uh, but, you know, he's also got that uh, big pharma shill 
backing behind him. So, you, you know, is, is he, but you know, anybody who is, has been successful in this world, you know, you don't become successful by sitting on your couch, not doing anything. You become right. successful by going out there and working and, and, you know, you're going to have conflicts with people and your things are going to happen before. So I don't necessarily fault the guy for making money in the pharmaceutical industry. Right. You know, even farmer bro made some money and, uh, but he was also, uh, I think that drug he bought and was, upcharging people on he was also giving it away for free to people but they never tell you that okay you know if you if you called into their company or whatever but they also don't market that like call into the company and we'll help you out with a meal plan right you know uh, but you you i i would like to see him rather than christy gnome or elise stefanik yeah uh they're low energy low energy people yeah. i'd like to see the guy the the governor uh or the lieutenant governor of north carolina his last name richardson okay Big black guy who likes to just yell about the Second Amendment. Really? That's what I want. I want a guy who's going to yell about the Second Amendment. Is that the one That's with the KKK ad? No, no, no. That was a different guy. Okay. Um, I think his name's Mark Richardson. I okay. think is his name, and he's the Lieutenant Governor of North Carolina, and he's and he's uh, he's a Jesus guy, hmm. and he talks about God and he talks about guns. Okay. And I think we need a little more talking about God and guns in this world than we do about abortion and Taylor Swift. I agree with that. I agree with that wholeheartedly. For me, it's about 2028. Who's the best candidate to run as president for 2028? And uh, I think Vivek is uh, is the best option for the right. Yeah. And, you know, I wouldn't even mind Kennedy. I just don't think Kennedy has got the the gumption to, like, really – like, he knows how to take on these people, and I'd like to see him in the administration. Yeah. But I don't think he will do it if he's the leader. I think he'll let a lot of things – he'll be like – well, let's let bygones be bygones and move on. And it's like, no, dude, let's put some motherfuckers in jail who caused all this so they don't go, oh, we can do this anytime we want. Right. You put these people in jail, you freeze their assets, you go after the NGOs that are shipping people into this country mm-hmm. with RICO statutes. That's where the real RICO is going on. There's money flowing into those organizations, and they're just shipping people in and going, we don't know. We're just being doing God's work. That's not God's work. Mm-hmm. You are trafficking human beings. And some of them, they get here and they have no place for them. And so they're they're going back because they're like, this place sucks. Mm. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, we don't have the infrastructure for everybody to come here all at once. Mm-hmm. So we definitely have. But, yeah, I would, you know, to me, get your get your house in order. You know, have a good source of food. Know how to read food labels. Uh, eat less processed food. Drink water. Uh, know how to get medication. Mm. Know how to take care of yourself and then tell other people, show other people how they can take care of themselves. That's what we have to be doing. That's okay. what we have to be doing. Because this system, this system don't want any part of us. Okay. We don't, we're not, we don't want the mind chip. So if we don't want the mind chip, they don't want us. They want augmented reality because then they could augment reality to be whatever they want it to be. You see the Apple headphones. Uh, I, I, I oh, yeah. 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 They, you put those on, I don't think you come back. Uh, no. They say it's rewiring the brain already, and that's – it just came – and, you know, you're, you're going to see that article now and never see that article again. Just like uh, in Wired Magazine, it talked about how uh, cell phones cause cancer oh, and brain yeah. tumors. Yeah. You don't see that anymore. You don't see them talking – they're no. talking about 5G. Hey, let me ask you this. Has your, 5G, has your 5G – do you feel like anything's any faster? No. I feel like I have less internet now. I feel Correct. like it drops more. I feel like I have yes. more drop calls. I thought 4G worked fine. Yeah, LTE was working great. 
Uh, we yeah. moved to this 5G shit, and I always got to put my phone on airplane mode, then back on. To watch a video on Instagram. Right. I can't get through a Dr. Sebi video because it stops halfway. You know, it's just yeah. like, nope. Well, I'm glad you said something. I thought it was my phone. No, man. It's it's the system. That system is not for us to get information. It's for us to track us. So all that all that computing power is going into the tracking and, and the databasing and like what ad can we give this person? Oh. I, I tell you what, they are good at giving us ads. I'm yeah, like, because yeah. I look at something, I'm like, well, I need that. Yeah, I need ads, that. The ads load faster than everything else. <laughs> ads always play too. Right. That, that YouTube ad video, it plays every time crystal clear. Yep. It gets to your video. <laughs> yeah. Video won't load. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's some bullshit. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I thought I was the only one. I was like, man, do I got to upgrade my phone? Is this another one of them tricks? This is terrible. My yeah, phone, I literally yeah. got to put it on airplane mode, then back off, you know, yeah. just to sort of reboot its connection with the 5G tower or whatever the hell's going on. Right. I'm glad you right. said something. Um. You know, my fear with the Trump presidency is, like you said, financial collapse, financial ruin. Uh, I think it's pretty yeah. much inevitable that, you know. Majority, and they blame him. Well, the step before is the consolidation of banks underneath City and uh, JPM, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. yeah. So I think that's going to be the first step that is like, hello, you know. Now, he and did then, say there would be no central digital currency. He did say that, no central bank digital currency, CDBC. So he said that. Who knows? He might. Well, folks, we got to do this. The, the bankers have come to me and they said we need our CBDC. And you know, I kind of believe them now, you know, but I'm going to give you a lot of money. Just well, just enough to get by. Don't worry. Yeah. yeah. So the thing with the CBDC is it actually is going to save the dollar. It's just that it's going to enslave us at the same time. Of course. <laughs> so should we save the dollar is the question. That's like, do we do we really? Because you know these other bricks is just for why don't we just jump in with bricks? You right. know, there's all kind of things we could do. You know, bricks is all bricks is is competition. That's uh, Showtime and HBO. We're HBO. Bricks is Showtime. Correct. And some people may not get that reference, but you had to be in the cable wars back in uh, back in the 80s. Mm -hmm. And you know, everybody had HBO. Only a few people had Showtime. Correct. Yeah. And nobody had Skinamax. And 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 like one guy. <laughs> <laughs> um and and um well we used to have a box so we got everything <laughs> ah. and you had to upgrade the box you know because it yeah it was hacking um tap the box blow on the box yeah all kind of things yeah but um <clears throat> i saw something in the legislation in the eu uh and, and maybe in america where they're trying to set it up so that it's illegal to transact in let's say the digital ruble or the digital rupee uh, yeah. or, or the well, in cash, wallet. only a certain amount. You can only do like a thousand euros in cash and then it's tracked. I think it might've been 500 euros, which is not that much money yeah. you know, nowadays. Yeah. And like anything over that, it's gotta be, it's gotta be, uh, logged mm -hmm. and somehow. And, and, and they're thinking that's good. And, uh, it was the Russian pranksters that, that called it. They said they were going to bring it out in October of last year. And that's when they started introducing it. Mm. They didn't put it into effect, but they, uh, they got von der Leyen on the phone thinking she was talking to Zelensky. And he's like, he's like, what do you think of Bitcoin? <laughs> that was with the AI thing? No, that these are these Russian pranksters were pretending like they were Zelensky. Oh. And they called her up 
And you can find this online. And she's it, they're asking her, she says, well, we're going to start talking about it in October of 2023. And sure enough, boy, right on schedule, they start talking about the, you know, the euro, the digital euro. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's all about tracking. And all this is about tracking because they don't yeah. have enough control over us at this point. That's because, right. you know, when they can tell you, hey, your money don't work if you don't get the shot. You get the shot and you scan your barcode, your money starts working. You see how that works? Right. Oh, oh, you want to eat? <laughs> You know, that's uh, uh, one, la one last one. Valencia oranges. How many? Uh, what do you get if you, for 10 of them? How much do you think Valencia oranges cost back in 2001? So 10 Valencia oranges right now, I think I'm paying maybe 450 maybe 5 So back then it had to be, let's say, a, a dollar? Right on. One dollar. One dollar? 10 Valencia oranges, one dollar. Wow. Wow. Easy. Ten, ba ten pound bag of potatoes. Dollar. Ten bag yeah. pound of potatoes? Yeah, ten pound bag of potatoes. Let's go with 350. 249. 249. 249, right? Wow. That was and you know, that was uh, we were both alive then. I remember 9-11. This I is the day after 9-11. This is the day after 9-11. I remember 9-11. So, they've they've and, and it's not that these things have gotten more expensive. Our dollar is less valuable, and I know thank you talk you. about that. Thank That's you. all it is. It's uh, thank you. The dollar, the dollar is uh, our dollar now, is worth like ten cents, right? Compared to what it was worth back then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exactly. And it. they're and they're just going to keep squeezing us until they could get their their digital currency because that's the last bastion of well, control. The second to last, because the last is the chip. Okay. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. But they kind of go hand in hand. Because in the in the European Union, when they talk about the uh, digital currency, they always mention a digital ID. Mm -hmm. So they, and and the digital ID is on your phone at first, but right. you lose your phone. You you don't want to lose your phone, so let's uh let's just put it under your skin. Correct. You know, at first it was just for making copies and opening doors, mm -hmm. but now it's for for living. Yep. But, you know, uh, before that, they've got everybody thinking that, you know, breathing carbon dioxide is bad. You know, so that's that's the other. Uh, they're hitting us on all fronts. And, and that's why it's why it's so interesting now, because it's all happening. And we're, you know, we're from a generation that didn't grow up on the Internet. So we have a we have abilities and skills that that the people underneath us don't have. Correct. And so they're a lot more easily manipulated because they didn't have that, you know, Riding your bike to your friend's house, coming home when the streetlights were on, had, knowing how to read a map, knowing how to write down directions, mm -hmm. uh, memorizing phone numbers. Mm -hmm. I still remember my phone number from when I was a kid. Mm -hmm. You know, that's that's it's and they don't have that. Mm -hmm. They have everything's on their computer that they hold in their hands and it tells them what to think, what to do and where to go do it. Mm -hmm. And yep. if you're not paying, you know, the, the toll. You're not going to you're going to be in the digital wasteland. You know? So that's that's it. So, uh, hey, we did an hour and 31. That's pretty good. Yeah. How are you? Ladies and gentlemen, number one on the FBI watch list. <laughs> Rob, do <laughs> <laughs> Rob, thank you, man. Um, ladies and gentlemen, hang on. We'll be right back. We'll take some callers. Uh, I'm going to let Rob go and I'll be right back after this short, brief commercial break. All right. Thanks for having me.